Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I recently posted a video on how to convert your pool over to a saltwater pool. So in this podcast, I'm going to go over some of those steps, and then I'm going to add some details that I couldn't put into the video because I wanted to keep it about five minutes long. So I'll go over some more details about converting your pool over to a saltwater pool. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals' trusted partners since 1963 providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. One thing I added at the last minute was a disclaimer that you need to have a saltwater generator in order to convert your pool over to a saltwater system. And it's because that same week that I was getting ready to release the video, I got a question asking me how much salt do I add to my pool to make it a salt pool and then comma, um, do I need a saltwater generator or can I just add the salt? So then I realized that Probably a lot of people don't know that you need to have a saltwater system or saltwater generator. And this is the inline salt cell that you're going to need for it to convert the salt to chlorine. So you just can't add salt to the pool and therefore have a saltwater pool. You will have a saltwater pool, but you won't have a pool or the equipment to generate chlorine out of the salt that's in your pool. So technically, yes, you will have salt in your pool, but it won't be a saltwater pool in the term that the manufacturers are referring to when they are uh, marketing their saltwater generators. Um, I don't even know why they call it a saltwater generator. It should be called a um, you know chlorine generator, but I think they want to keep that the, the word chlorine out of there because they want people to think that saltwater pools are not chlorine pools, but in reality, it's the same process that they use to make liquid chlorine with the salt that they use for the saltwater generators. So they should be calling them salt, instead of calling them saltwater generators, calling them chlorine generators. But um, again, that's a marketing thing. That's, I'm kind of crossing into a realm that I probably shouldn't cross into. And I'll stick to the subject matter here, which is converting your pool to a saltwater pool. And the first thing you want to do is, of course, make sure you have a saltwater generator connected to it. And the manufacturers recommend that you turn off the unit um, before you add the salt to the pool. So you want to figure out how to actually turn off your saltwater system. I have the Jandy uh, True True Clear cell at my house. So what I did was put turn the power off by holding down the power button, um, and then that would do it for that unit. If you have a Pentair, iClor, or IntelliClor, you can just unplug the cell from the power unit. And if you have a Hayward Aquarite, there's an off button on the controller. So every cell salt system is a little different find out from your owner's manual how to turn it off and then you want to leave it off until the salt gets to a level that's appropriate for it to generate chlorine typically about 3,000 parts per million most systems will require that to operate one step that I always do is I check the salt level of the pool before I add salt to the pool so you want to check the salinity level of the pool um, sometimes the homeowner will add salt already you, know, you don't know this without ch- checking it so you want to make sure that 
you have a zero or close to zero salt level before you actually add the salt to the pool. If this is a brand new plastered pool or replastered pool, I always caution the homeowner to wait at least 60 days before they add the salt to the pool. Number of reasons. One, sometimes there are impurities in the salt. Sometimes there are actually chemicals that they add to the salt to keep it from clumping up. Clorox uh, pool salt is notorious for this and that chemical can actually stain the surface. Um, also, it could really make it hard to adjust the pH and alkalinity in the pool if you turn on the salt water generator because one of the side effects of the salt water system is that as it's producing the chlorine, the pH in the pool is going to skyrocket up. So if you just had a brand new pool replastered and you have a salt water generator turned on and your pH is going to start going up rapidly, it's already going to go up rapidly to begin with because there's a high acid demand with a new plaster. And so you add a salt water generator to that mix and the pH is going to go even higher. So it makes it much harder to balance your pool at that point. And so I always wait at least 60 days before I turn on the salt water generator or add salt to the pool. Again, a lot of reasons why I don't add the salt is because there's impurities and it could affect the plaster as it's curing. So there's no rush to actually have the salt water system working in a new pool. It'll eventually be turned on. You can just use liquid chlorine in the meantime and then turn on the salt water generator at that time when it's appropriate and the plaster is cured. Next, you want to make sure that your pool water is as balanced as possible. One thing that I mentioned in the video, the main reason why you want to do this is because you don't really want to start your salt water generator if the pool has a lot of algae, if it's green, if you have problems with the water quality. You're best off starting it when things are looking really good and that way the salt water system will be the optimal for your pool and you're able to set it properly. And I didn't go into a lot of detail in the video about cyanuric acid. I just kind of basically left it at the basic 30 to 50 parts per million. But there are some that think you should keep at least 80 parts per million in a saltwater pool. And there's a number of reasons behind this. One is the fact that um, sometimes the saltwater generator will produce a lot of chlorine. And if you have it at 50 parts per million, it's only going to protect the chlorine to 5 uh, parts per million. And that means that a lot of the chlorine is going to be wasted and burned off by the sun because it's not being protected by the cyanuric acid. So if your system's producing 8 parts per million, a lot of that's going to be burned off because you're only protecting it to 5 parts per million. There's some logic behind that. Also, how the actual generator works is another reason why you may want to keep it higher. Um, the manufacturer manual will tell you that the generator will make 1 pound of chlorine, but they don't tell you, or actually they do tell you, but you have to read it, that that's with the pool running 24 hours a day at 3450 RPM, which is the full speed. Since nobody runs their pool 24 hours a day at 3450 RPMs, you're not going to make a pound of chlorine every day in your pool. Therefore, the higher cyanuric acid level is there to protect the uh, chlorine from burning off quicker since you're not making quite as much chlorine as you think you're making. But I find that if you keep your pool at 30 to 50 parts per million, you'll have enough chlorine being generated every day if you run it long enough to protect the chlorine and you don't have to overrun your generator. However, if you do notice that you're running your chlorine generator 100% and you're running in the pool for a good length of time, but the chlorine's not holding in there, you may want to boost up your cyanuric acid level to 60 or 70 or 80 parts per million. I wouldn't go any higher than that. I think at that point you're reaching the threshold of it. And so if you do notice that at 40 parts per million the chlorine's not holding, go ahead and boost up the cyanuric acid level. Uh, bring it to 50 parts per million and see if that holds better or 60 parts per million, you may run into that problem with the saltwater system. 
After that, um, basically balancing the water, I mean you want the pH and alkalinity, calcium hardness to be within range when you start this process because, again, the pH will constantly rise in your pool. So if you start this and your pH is at 8.5 already, figure it's going to be harder to balance that. Also, the alkalinity will be harder to lower down because the pH will be going up higher. So there's a lot of factors and a lot of reasons why you want to start as close to balance as you can get with your pool water before you do the conversion to a saltwater system. I did mention this in the video also is that adding borates to your pool, the 30 to 40 parts per million will help with the pH bounce in the pool since it's a pH buffer. So not only will the alkalinity buffer the pH, but the borates in the water will also buffer the pH to keep it from rising too high. Side benefit of borates, the water is going to be sparkling and you're not going to have any algae growing in it because borates are a natural algistat, which is a product that prevents algae from growing. So I think it's wise if you have a salt water pool or converting to salt to think about adding borates to your water to help buffer the pH and also prevent algae. I think it's a great product. It doesn't evaporate so you don't have to add it every season, maybe just a small amount every season to recharge it. So it's a great complement to a salt water pool and I highly recommend adding the borates to the pool. So the next thing you want to do is turn your timer on to run your pool 24 hours a day. If you have an automated system, put it in service mode. And if you have an intermatic timer, take the on-off trippers off. The reason why I take both off, because I've been guilty of this, I've done this before where I take the wrong tripper off. So instead of taking the um, off tripper off, I've, I've taken the on tripper off. And then I kind of short circuit the process because it's going to turn off when it hits the off tripper. So to prevent that error, and I think it's very common to make because the trippers look exactly alike almost. You can barely tell them apart, especially if they get older. And besides, I don't wear my glasses when I'm at a lot of the accounts and I can't see the on-off that well. I'm getting old. I take both trippers off. That way, I, mean, I know it's going to run for 24 hours. So I'm not going to make that error. So you run your pool for 24 hours. Once you have your timer set, the pump running, then you can go ahead and add the salt to the pool. Now, to get the salt calculation, of course, you can use the bag. It tells you the uh, parts per million to add or how many pounds to add to get it to the parts per million you're desiring. And then you're going to have to know your pool size. And I've had this debate with a lot of guys in the group. Um, basically, calculating the pool size is not an exact science. You know, you have, you can walk the perimeter. You can put your pool pole in the deep end to get the deep end depth and then the shallow end depth. But then there's a slope from the deep end to the shallow end. And there's really no way for you to measure that exactly. And besides that, the pool slopes on the walls are different in every pool. The builder does a different slope sometimes. And so you're losing a lot of gallonage that way also. So the pools are usually smaller than you think they are um, based on your estimates. And so I always go with less salt than more salt. And so if, if, the, um, if the bag is calling to add 10 bags of salt to bring it to 3,000 parts per million, I'll add 8 bags. That way I know that I'm within the margin of error. And if, if I have to add 1 or 2 bags later, I'll go ahead and do that. And you can safely add, you know, 10 bags of salt to the pool. If it's running for 24 hours, that's not a problem. And as long as you pour all of it in the deep end of the pool, it'll pretty much dissolve pretty rapidly. So you can brush it also if you need to to break up some clumps in there. But I find it to dissolve very rapidly in the pool. It doesn't cause a problem. Again, I caution you on using the Clorox salt because I've had some stained pools because they use an ingredient that helps with the clumping. And sometimes they put too much of it in the bag and it actually leaves a stain on the pool. So avoid the Clorox salt. Simple as that. Um, after you add the salt, you run the pool for 24 hours. You want to check the salt level the next day. 
Hopefully you landed on the target of 3,000 parts per million. If not, go ahead and add another bag of salt. At this point, you can turn on the salt water generator if it's pretty close to 3,000 parts per million. So if it's at 2,800 parts per million, go ahead and turn on the system and get that thing generating chlorine for you. Most systems will still work at 2,800 parts per million. And the other bag of salt you're going to add to it is going to bring it up to 3,000 parts per million. And if you landed perfectly on 3,000 parts per million, congratulations. That doesn't happen very often, um, but that can happen if you just get lucky, I guess, in some cases. And if you add a little too much, you're at 3,200. It's still perfectly fine. I think most systems will work up to about 5,000 parts per million. You probably don't want to go any higher than 3,800 or 4,000 parts per million. But if you're a little higher, not a big deal. Um, eventually, as you fill the pool up or the water splashes out, the salt level will dilute a little bit. Just remember that the salt does not evaporate. And so in order to lower the salt level down, you have to actually drain part of the pool and then fill with fresh water. Um, but you're going to usually pretty, land pretty close to the amount if you follow those calculations. I prefer using an online app like the poolcalculator.com that'll give you the exact amount of salt to add based on how many gallons you inputted into the app. There's other apps out there also that will help you calculate how much salt to add. Um, but the bag, the bag is pretty good and the app is probably better. So I prefer using an online app to calculate the amount of salt to add. And then of course I always subtract one or two bags from what the app recommends also just in case I've overestimated the size of the pool and the pool is actually smaller than I thought it was. So it's a pretty easy process. Again, you need to have a salt water, salt water, salt water, sound like I'm from the, the East Coast, salt water, salt water generator installed. You have to uh, make sure the salt water, I actually am from the East Coast, I'm from New Jersey, um, but I've been in California for a long time. So you gotta add the right, you gotta check the salt level to make sure that there's no salt at the beginning. And if there is, adjust accordingly at that point. And then you want to make sure the pool is balanced. Run the pool for 24 hours with the salt system off. And then you're gonna um, add the salt to the pool. Next day, check the salt level. I prefer a digital meter. You can take it to your pool store to have it checked if you want. Test strips are okay, but digital meters are much more accurate or the pool store will check it for you. And once you reach your desired amount, go ahead and turn on the system, and it should be generating chlorine. And then you'll adjust the system from there. I'll do a separate podcast on setting your saltwater generator to the desired output, kind of how to do that and how to calculate that. But this one here, I'm just focused on converting your pool over, and it's a pretty easy process. And if you think you're interested in purchasing a saltwater generator to convert your pool to a saltwater pool, you go to my website, swimmingforlearning.com. I have some web pages detailing the Jandy True Clear, also the Pentair iClor salt cell, which are two that I really like. So you can find those on my web page. You can also email me at david at swimmingforlearning.com, and I can recommend the appropriate salt system for the size of your pool. And if you're in the industry and you're looking for more help with your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.